What's up, guys? I'm EJ Stewart. Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. First, we'll be talking about the Batman confirmed runtime for that movie coming out in March. There's been a lot of conversation about will it be a longer movie considering the cinematic feel to this film. We finally got our official word on how long the movie will run. I'll ask my guys on what they think about that official runtime. We'll also talk about some interesting comments from the Batman himself, Robert Pattinson, about batman's quote-unquote no-kill rule you know this was a very controversial subject when it came to bvs and justice league and Zack snyder's interpretation let's hear what robin pattinson has to say about what he thinks about the no-kill rule when it comes to the batman and we'll talk about some secret invasion man you know this has been kind of the secret invasion uh hive on this podcast you know we've talked a bunch about Secret Invasion for years throughout the the Marvel, uh, you know, throughout the MCU movies, and we've been pushing for a Secret Invasion project that is going to happen on Disney Plus, and we're starting to see our first sneak peek looks at some of the characters in that in that uh in that series. So, plenty of stuff to get to on today's podcast. Should be a great show. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I, I saw something online today that was kind of interesting. So, you know, I wake up, I go on Twitter. And I see multiple people posting first look at Tobey Maguire, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland in Spider-Man No Way Home. Which was kind of bizarre to me, Sham, because last I had checked, No Way Home came out last month. And we all saw Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield playing alongside Tom Holland in that film. Of course, this was probably Marvel's first official kind of uh, acknowledgement and first official still from the movie of those characters, all three together. Anything else we had seen has been stuff that was screenshotted uh, from a movie theater or something. So this was a much more cleaner look at all three Spider-Men in that last third act. Finally, we could talk about it in a non-spoiler way because Marvel now is acknowledging it in that way. But I just felt like, Shamari, that was one of the more bizarre kind of... It's been, it kind of just recaps, it kind of caps off a really a, a bizarre kind of period where we had this deal of... Are they in it? Are they not in it? Then when we knew they were in it, it was how long can we talk about them not being in it? It was just a really weird circumstance. And I thought today Marvel's official acknowledgement of all three men in the film was kind of like a true, um, it it was kind of like a true cap to a very bizarre kind of season of this Spider-Man that we had this past, uh, this past year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, I guess they had to acknowledge it at some point, um, I am shocked as well that that people are really uh, um, anyone really didn't know or or I guess thought it was uh, it was interesting that they are publicly acknowledging and releasing uh, official quote unquote images about it because um, basically everyone knows. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you know it's one of those. Uh, I guess it's one of those things. I think at this point people just get excited about it, really anything Marvel. Um, Anything and everything uh, Marvel Studios. So this is particularly Spider-Man at this point. Yes. Like Spider-Man is kind of like the, the Teflon. You know, you mentioned Spider-Man in any kind of official capacity from Marvel. And people are going to flock to it. So I think that's kind of what, what this is showing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yep. Kendall joins us. Kendall Stewart joins on the podcast as well. Kendall, yes. your, your thoughts on the, the first official look, quote-unquote, at uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man No Way Home, even though we all got an official look when we went inside the movie theater. And yeah, I was going to say, it, it looks cool. 
Looks like that would be a cool movie, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, to me, uh, the biggest takeaway for me is just how healthy right now the the, the Spider-Man brand is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, you know, the Spider-Man brand was in a dark place post-Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, nice. You know, the only reason they gave Spider-Man back to Marvel was because they couldn't really... Uh, they couldn't really sell another <laughs> Sony Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're to the point where, you know, Spider-Man might be the hottest superhero out right now. Um, Batman is certainly going to test that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's word that Sony may want to do uh, a Spider-Man movie with all three of them from start to finish. Uh, now that they see the what the reaction was to this movie. But... Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a really really good time to be a Spider Man fan, no doubt. Um, and you know, uh, this movie. I mean, I guess it, look if you if you haven't seen it, I apologize for spoiling. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but oh, sorry. Oh, I mean, sorry, but not sorry at a certain point. I mean, <laughs> if you somehow, yeah. I, I would love to see the person that somehow did not know that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have returned. <laughs> like that, like found a way to make it all the way to January twenty fourth, the day we're recording this podcast, and, and then was playing to, to see podcast. the mo- was playing to see the movie, listens to this podcast, and had no idea that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I would love like, to he- see that movie, Spider- see that person, yeah. and kind of figure out what they've been doing for the last month or so, because that that would be quite astonishing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. I mean, yeah, I mean that, but yeah, that was that was a great movie, um, and, and you know. I'm excited to see how, you know, it does in different awards and whatnot. But uh, the box office right now, I believe it's sixth in all time, uh, which is during a pandemic, you, you know, it makes you wonder in, a, in any other year, where would this have ranked? Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, McGuire, shout out to Garfield, shout out to Holland. Yeah. yeah. And, and then when you hear the reports about them wanting to do potentially a movie with all three of them, and for for a whole, you know, film, I, you know, I I don't know what to make of that to be honest. You know, it's you know, in terms of like whether or not that's something I would want to see. You know, I would love to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew, you know, reprise those roles again. I think that we all saw that they have uh, a place and they have you know value in this in this industry in this uh, in this community of superhero fandom. Um, but I think that you know where they left you know to- Tom Holland's Peter Parker character. It seems like a very critical moment in his life. I don't know if I'd want to be that story to be distracted by having these two other you know I will call mega stars. Even if you someone may argue Garfield didn't get to that level, I think this this last move I think maybe elevated him to that level. I don't know if I need two other mega stars kind of you know muddying up a very uh, emotional and a very like, kind of raw story with Peter kind of come back from this kind of dramatic experience he went through, you know, and of course, when I say Peter, I mean Tom Holland, like, like, I I think that, you know, if you want to do something with those characters, you know, I, I'd much prefer them be involved in either a different Marvel property or a, a different Sony movie, you know, we talked about, you know, could it be a Garfield versus Venom movie or you do something, a Spider-Man 4 with, you know, Tobey Maguire, like that's, I think, that I think would make more sense for what I would want to see than, to see, oh, we got all three of them back together again for a whole full movie. I don't know, Sham, if you, uh, how you feel about that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would want to see a whole movie. Um, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I need a plot. I need a pitch. I, I need. I mean, I just. I can't really say on the spot just yet. Right. Um, because they were great in this movie. You know. I mean, they, I were, they were. They were. It was very enjoyable. So, um, I definitely don't want to see it right now. I want. You know. I know. At this point, I'm just like, show me more Holland. Show me more. You know, whatever these other Spider Morbius, I guess, whatever these other Spider Spider movies are. But, you know, I'm not saying you know. Forget about this stuff. Just give me a. Give me a trio movie. You know, but you know we'll see. I, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm, okay, let's uh let's just let's just over to DC because uh, we now have confirmation on how long the Batman will run when it hits theaters in March. Warner Media confirms with the Hollywood Reporter that Matt Reeves' film clocks in at a whopping two hours and fifty five minutes. Now that does include eight minutes of credits. This would make this would make the film easily one of the longest superhero movies of all time, coming behind only Zack Snyder's Justice League, which uh, came in at around four hours and two minutes, and Avengers Endgame, which clocked in at just over three hours. So, uh, movie runtimes for these superhero movie releases have become much more of a hot topic in recent years. Sham, are you comfortable with the Batman coming in at just under three hours here? Um, I am. Um, I remember when we saw The Dark Knight at the time, that felt like a long movie. Mm. Um, I think when I, I looked it up, I think that came in around 2.37, I want to say. Something, somewhere in the 2.30, 2.40 area. Right. Um, and I didn't mind it at all, uh, even though it did feel like a long movie. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying every second of it. So, um, and of course, I loved Endgame. So, I mean, no. I mean, I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind. I'm not, not someone that minds long movies, and I, I enjoy movies like Lord of the Rings. And um, uh, the Hobbit movies and such that are that are regularly most most of those movies are about this length or longer. So, um, so yeah, I nope, I don't have not one issue with it. And um, and I think as long as the movie's good, I think it'll justify the runtime. So that that's how I feel about that personally. Okay, well, Shamari Shamari says he's okay with it. Kendall, you comfortable with the the two hour and fifty five minute runtime for the Batman? Um, you know, I would have preferred Eternals be that long, uh, because they needed it. But uh, in terms of in, the, in terms of Batman, I thought I thought you said you wanted a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, I needed ten hours of Eternals, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, in terms of the Batman, you know, I mean, it's interesting. In a normal sense, I would say I don't really get it, but from what everything we've heard about what Matt Reeves is trying to set up and how he's trying to establish his own kind of universe within Gotham. And we've got multiple television pro- projects being being made based off of this movie. And we've got all these different villains that they've talked about. We've got, uh, you know, Selena Kyle. We've got uh, Penguin. We've got Riddler, you know, some people talking about we have Joker. We know Barry Keegan is in the movie, but we really don't know who he's playing. There's all these different things that sound like a lot. Uh, it would not have been a lot for a 90s Batman movie, but uh, we've seen, you know, in the past, sometimes those things, you know, can get a little muddy when you have three or four villains. Um, so it, it makes sense for this movie to be a little bit longer uh, than, you know, the average superhero film or the average Batman film so um yeah i mean i think hit, hit, hit the nail on the head i mean the key is quality you know you don't want to sacrifice quality for for length uh but if the movie is really good then 
I'll I'll never be the one to say, yeah, this was an incredible movie, but it was too long. I, I don't know. You know, that's not that's not the the way I process these movies. If it's fun, if it's exciting, or even if it's not, you know, the most and, fun movie, but if it's I, really good, yeah, I'm locked in. And I see that, you know, I think that's more of a critics thing, personally. Yeah. Um, you know, if a movie's bad, it feels longer. Um, yeah, yeah. So right. I mean, you hear that from people, yeah. but generally, it's, generally is from bad movies. Yeah. You know, I see critics say, "Oh, I like this movie, but it felt too long." I don't usually don't see people that like a movie. Like, really like a movie. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a movie that clocks in at 140. You, and if it's bad, you'll hear people, man, that movie was, that, that movie was long. I was waiting for it to end. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alvin and the Chipmunks was, was a long movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long it was. <laughs> it felt long. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that's a good point. You know, I, I'm, a little, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn because I look at, you know, another movie that came in longer, you know, Avengers Endgame. And I love Avengers Endgame, but I think you know I did hear a little a little chirping about you know did that movie have to be that long? You know, considering some of the kind of uh, kind of middle of the middle of the plot kind of stuff that was going on, and I could see someone making a point that maybe it could have been cut a tad shorter. Uh, you know, it does did it hurt the movie? Absolutely not. You know, it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. It's an epic film, but I think. You know, I don't think timing is nothing. I think there are parts where a movie can drag if it, you know, you let something go a little longer. It's interesting to me that I saw a report that apparently they had tested a four-hour cut of this film uh, in front of audiences, and apparently they, you know, they decided to go with the this cut, which is two hours and fifty-five minutes. So the fact that Matt Reeves has a four-hour cut is something of note. I do like. I think Kendall kind of put this in a, in a good place where he mentioned all these properties and, and things that you're trying to set up. There are a lot of elements to this Gotham City that we're supposed to be getting a piece of in this movie that will then be explored in HBO Max properties and HBO Max uh, shows. So if, if that's going to be the case, you know, I don't know if just, a, you know, a flash of, you know, Oswald Cowpot is enough to say, OK, I want to see a whole show on Oswald. You know, I don't know if just you know a couple of scenes of Selena Kyle means okay. I I don't want to see. I want that's all I need to see from Selena Kyle. You know, moving forward to see a show or a movie or something like that. You know, there's a Gotham City Police show. You know, and we know James Gordon is going to have a big part in this movie. You know, I think we want to see more from that element. What what is got the, what has got the state of Gotham City Police in this Batman universe? Well, you know, how is James Gordon fit into that? You know, I just watched. Uh, Batman Year One, the animated movie, which was of course an adaptation of the book. Which, by the way, I gotta give his flowers. It is one of the best animated superhero movies of all time by far. I was actually kind of surprised at how good it was. I think I had forgot a little bit about how good it was because I hadn't seen it in so long. And I think that I think watching it, you know, it came out in 2011, so it was, you know, this is almost it's a little past 10 years, almost 11 years now. Watching it at an older age, I think I, I was able to have a greater appreciation for the film um, now than maybe I did when I watched it when I was, you know, 20, 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's, it's, it's a, an absolutely stellar movie. And to think about, you know, all the things that, all the kind of elements and how important kind of painting the picture of the GCPD was to that film and to that book, like that can't be short, 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 uh, short staffed in this upcoming film. So that means you need to a little bit of extra time to kind of get that done. I'm okay with it. You know, we'll see how it ends up going off, going off in execution. 
But on, on the surface, I think that it's not that surprising that this movie does go a little long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that as well. I mean, and I, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think that's part of the reason I got so excited when they say, oh, it's kind of be like a younger Batman, Batman year one-ish Batman. And I'm like, and EJ, I know it's, you said you recently saw it. So, I mean, you can tell that Batman is, he's kind of, he's not really, it's like he's not really present, particularly the Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's not really present. Like he's there, but like he's not, you know, right. he's just focused on being Batman. Yeah. Like he's exactly. back, but he's just focused on trying to be Batman. Like doing whatever he needs to do to be Batman in Gotham. Like he's, Yeah, it's almost like Bruce Wayne is it's almost like Bruce Wayne is irrelevant. Exactly. Yes. And that's kind of how Pattinson looks. Like when I see him in the right. thing as Bruce Wayne, it's like he looks like he's like doesn't really care what's going on. Even though yeah. people are trying to like get to know him and all this stuff, he's like, ah, I mean it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I that's I'm very interested to see what Reeves is gonna do. And it does and like you said, it doesn't surprise me that that's going to make this be a little bit longer than, you know, your standard, you know, whatever, two hour, two hour, you know, hour, hour and a half movie. Yes. Um, I did. I did not. But did you guys uh, check out the clip that came out? No, I did not. I keep seeing I keep seeing I, I'm seeing more TV spots. I don't know. I don't know what, 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 I don't know what clip you're, you're referring to, Kendall. Um, I mean, apparently there was a full clip, a scene or something released. Okay. In the movie, no, no, that's what I was seeing too. People saying clip, and, and yes. I was—I I did not see a clip. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of now new fo- different footage, but I haven't seen a full clip. No. What? Yeah. What I will say is that, um, you know, hearing that the movie is this long does give me, uh, does does does. Yeah, I do feel good about the fact that the last trailer in I thought it showed us a lot. It couldn't have shown us that much if the movie's almost three hours. Right, it's exactly. Got so much stuff that we haven't seen, you know, probably a lot of set pieces that we oh, haven't yeah. seen yet. Absolutely. Um, so I think they're playing it pretty close to the vest, uh, even more so than maybe it seemed uh, seemed like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a good point as well. When you have a two and a half hour movie, when you have again potentially a four hour cut of a movie, I mean, we could be seeing stuff that not even in this film in the trailer. You know, how many times have we seen that? Where you know you see stuff and you're like that wasn't in the, that wasn't in that trailer that part of the trailer isn't in the movie and it's like well you know there's an extended cut you know where some things didn't make it so so there's a lot of manipulating you could do in these TV spots not a lot of manipulating you can do in these trailers to where I don't I don't think we've seen everything I don't know if we've seen anything from a final act from this film at all I think that there's a lot uh, at play with this movie that um that is still to be determined. But, you know, we're definitely, you know, wrapping up to the Batman season. You know, we're only a couple of months, a couple of days away from February. And from then on, we're only a month away. So I think we'll start to kind of see more coverage. We'll start to get more commentary analysis on this film prior to its its release. And once it does, I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. And speaking on that, uh, we also could be learning more about the Bruce Wayne who will be gracing our screens in this movie and the code by which he lives by. Speaking with the French magazine premiere, Robert Pattinson made clear his take on the Cape Crusaders' rule on killing adversaries. Pattinson said, quote, There's the rule with Batman. He must not kill. It can be interpreted two ways. Either he only wants to inflict the appropriate amount of punishment, or he wants to kill and his self-control prevents him from doing so. So these comments would lend us to believe that this Batman will not be killing criminals. Kendall, do you agree with Pattinson's take on the character, and would you like to see it apply to his role. 
Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess it's the anti-athlete, right? I mean, uh, like we we're we're we just got a Batman that you know clearly <laughs> that that wasn't didn't seem like that was as strong of a of a of a tenant a core tenant of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with this. With this Robert Pattinson uh, character, I mean, I feel like it makes sense to go back to the root of who the Batman character is and not deviate too far from it. Um, Snyder wanted to kind of do his own thing and make a almost a twist on the character, which is fine. Um, it feels like Reeves is is has been more focused on and there may be twists and turns that we don't expect in this as well, but seemed a little more focused on staying more truer to the source material. Um, you know, I even think to his, uh, to the collaboration that he's doing with Abrams and, and Bruce Tim, um, on Cape Crusader. And, you know, I, I don't think that we're going to see too much deviation from, you know, major Batman principles. Uh, now again, could be wrong, could be wrong about that, you know, but, um, this is a good sign in that in that direction, uh, you know. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is one of those movies now where we're a couple months away. Uh, you know, less than a couple months away. I, I, you know, it's like all the talk. You know, let's just get to the movie. You know, that's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree with it as well. You know. Um, no, I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, you know, I think it would have been better if he were if he held this tenant. Um, you know, but uh, but I agree. I mean, I think that I think this is good. I mean, I think it would be good if this Batman uh, does not kill. Um, you know, we've read plenty of comics in which in a lot of Batman comics, that's a conflict that he deals with. It's almost a reoccurring theme in Batman right. is that he does yeah. not kill. So, you know, it makes sense. And it seems like, uh, you know, in this story, they're going to keep, they're going to stick to that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it'll it'll be compelling. I don't, I'm not expecting it to really be a core theme of this story. It, it, I, I mean, I could be wrong. It seems like it's going to be particularly dark, so maybe not. But um, I'm, uh, for some reason, I just get the feeling that it's not something that um, that's going to be too... Uh, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna be too central with this. I think this is gonna be much more about just just stopping whatever Riddler and whoever else is doing it. Because that, that's the thing. Like there are some Batman stories where that it's just kind of unspoken. Like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just that's what I do. I'm a, I'm not a yeah, I'm not a bad a, guy. Like, yeah, I'm not a killer. You know. Um, but then there are some where like you said it's a real struggle. Where it's a really like with Joker and all the other things. Yes. Where it's really like a very front and center thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I actually agree with that. I think that, you know, when I hear a lot about, you know, when I say I don't agree, I don't, I don't know if I agree that it's, it's not going to be a big theme in this movie. I actually think it will be. I think a lot of what I hear about this Robert Pattinson Batman is this idea that he's dealing with this kind of rage and he's kind of living on the edge of trying to channel it in somewhat of a positive way, but that it's kind of very tenuous. You know, it can kind of go either way with kind of the way he's living right now so i actually think that i expect this to be a a big part of his character and i think 
him making these comments about, you know, how do you interpret it? You know, either he only wants to inflict appropriate punishment or uh, he wants to kill and self-control prevents him do from doing so. I actually think that, that the second part of that is probably what we'll see play out a lot in this film. Because if you watch these clips, I mean, he is pummeling some of these people. Just just flat out pummeling these people in a very, very, you know, uh, forceful yeah, yeah. And, 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 and violent way. So, you know, to the point where he looks like somebody that, that definitely could be pushed over there to kill somebody. And perhaps he's going to have to try to have that self-control not to kill people. So I, I think that we might see it play out a little more uh, than you guys may think in this movie in regards to, uh, you know, the take on the character and, and, and seeing it applied. I, I love this. I mean, when he said this, I, I had the, just the biggest smile on, on my face. I felt like this was uh, an actor and, 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 you know, I'm sure he, he kind of got a lot of this kind of mindset from Matt Reeves as well. So I look at an actor and a film creator who I really feel like get the story and get who Batman is and supposed to be. Now, I don't really want to get into a fight about what Zack Snyder elected to do with the Batman that he was doing because he was, to me, he was trying to do a particular thing that I just don't think really I was interested in seeing. I I wasn't interested in seeing a Batman who was so down bad that he had given up on his tenants as a person and therefore was willing to kill people. That's just not, that wasn't interesting to me. There was nothing engaging about that. There was nothing thoughtful about that, what that makes him. Like, I, I didn't find that really all that great. And it was really odd to me that there were so many people who tried to make this seem like this was this great thing and that somehow it made him heroic. I'm like, the point of this movie, he's supposed to be an adversary to, to, to Superman. I don't know if this was the way you had to make him do that, but I didn't think a lot of people got the point when they were trying to say that this makes him somehow a heroic figure um, because he was killing people. So... With that being said, though, I think that this is, to me, again, an actor and a film creator who, who clearly, I think, kind of get the, 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 the true kind of, um, kind of, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a constant battle that, that this guy goes through. You know, it's not just something that is an easy decision. Like, I think that's kind of why the, 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 the Affleck, you know, killing people, you know, sent me so far off was because I think that the whole point that kind of Batman makes throughout a lot of the canon is that the killing would be the easy thing to do. You know, it's the easy thing to do. Once you kill the first person, it makes it very easy. It's, it's, it's by not killing that makes this thing very hard. And Batman is supposed to be kind of the impossible. You know, he does the impossible. He is the impossible. So when you kind of stoop him to that level, it just kind of takes away to me a lot of the what makes him a special character. So when I see that 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 that, that this kind of a war going on in, in Bruce's head is something that that Robinson Robert kind of thinks a lot about, and it's something that he may be bringing to his role. It's very exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I think it's good news. Um, you know, there's still a lot more to be seen in terms of. I look. I think this is going to be a great Batman. Um, I want to rewatch the apes movie soon i know kendall's been on kendall's on board with that as well yeah i gotta do that um, i've never watched them actually so i gotta watch it for the first time you uh, haven't watched these planet of the apes movies no nah. we gotta we gotta do oh a man watch. oh man we can do a whole thing on that um you know i can go off you know i love those movies I, even the classic ones are great but um but yeah reeves did a fantastic job with those movies so i definitely want to rewatch those movies um but yeah I'm, i have a very high 
very high expectations for this Batman. Um, so, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see how how good it is. I think it's going to be great, personally. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yes, we will see. Let's uh, let's let's wrap the show talking about um, a Marvel property here. Let's talk about Secret Invasion. So, photos from the set of the Disney Plus series have leaked online. The visuals include Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury donning a gray beard and no eye patch, very similar to that little uh, uh you know thing we saw during the Disney Plus day. Uh, Kobe Smolders and Maria Hill is also in, in some pictures, and we did get our first look at the mysterious character being played by Amelia Clark, who as of right now, has been unidentified. We don't know uh, who she is. Um, she wasn't, you know, make up and dressed like a scroll, scroll in any of these pictures. So, you know, we don't know if she's a scroll, but I guess that would probably be, uh, you know, the, the odds on favor if you were a betting man. Um, Shamari, when it comes to uh, this project, again, we've talked a lot about Secret Invasion. We've talked about how much we wanted this to happen. They're finally shooting. We're finally getting some stuff from this project. What does Marvel have to do in your eyes to meet your expectations for this show in a reasonable way? You know, I think we both, all three of us understand it's not going to be the, you know, the comic book event that we kind of saw play out, you know, in 2010 or whatever that comic came out. But, you know, but what, what, what are you, what are you hoping for this to accomplish when we're, when it's all said and done? Um, I mean, my hopes are, are very, very, it's really just one hope and it's a very simple hope. It's something I've said on this podcast just about every single time we talk about the scrolls. Is just make just give them a little bit of teeth. Give them just some teeth. Not these happy, jokey, you know. Oh, it's just a scroll. Kind of. I don't. I don't want that kind of attitude. I need scrolls that are evil. <laughs> you know, uh, scrolls that are not good. That are up to no good. They're trying to invade. They are trying to harm. They are trying to take to conquer. They are not good people. Or good beings. That is what I want. You know, even if these scrolls that we already know are good, I need scrolls that are not good. So this, <laughs> and this is called secret invasion. So who's invading? You know, this, that better not be a joke. I don't want that to be some kind of inside Marvel joke, <laughs> like you know, like Ralph Boner or anything like that. You know, this needs to just be secret invasion. So that's very simple. That's really all I want. Right, no Ralph Boner, no uh, no Mandarin actor, no Mandarin <laughs> actor, um, you know, no uh, no uh, Drakeoff's daughter. Um, yes, you know, none, none, none. basically does not want to have the rug pulled off from underneath them uh, from Marvel. No. We've seen them do it, it, you know, in a kind of bizarre ways at times. Kendall, what what are you hoping to get out of this show when it's all said and done? Um. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean the set photo is interesting. Uh, like you said, Sam Jackson. I I really don't know what the deal is with his look. Uh, clearly, he's been out in space a little bit too long, not enough sun. But um, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> but he need you know. I don't know. I mean, this this show, the expectations. I I, I think I said this before at one point, but the expectation for the show lowered pretty massively for me uh, for when it was announced. Um, when it was announced, I was bugging, and the 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 more and more we hear about it, the less and less excited I get. Um, you know, I mean, I think the the biggest thing that they can do to sort of, sort of get back to where we thought it would be, to a degree, when when it was announced, is you have to include some characters 
some actual Avengers or Marvel heroes that we've seen and maybe some that we haven't seen that may or may not be scrolls in the sh- in the show. You know, that's really the only way that hasn't been confirmed if they're doing it if they're if they're doing it, you know, sort of secretly um you know, I, I mean, it, it may make sense for them to to not let us know who's in it, so that when they show up, you don't know who's scrolling, who's not. Right, but exactly. Um, but that that to me is is kind of the only the only way they could save this. If if they aren't, if it literally is just Nick Nick Fury hunting down scrolls who are you know pretending to be you know secret you know you know pretending to be government agents or right. uh, politicians and stuff like that, I, that's not that's not that mm-hmm. interesting to me. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a version of Secret Invasion, but it's not not the Secret Invasion from the comics. So, um, yeah. that's my hope. That's that's. That, I think that's a fair. I think that those are both very fair uh, ways to look at what you guys are looking for in this in this project. I think to me, I think I'm most curious about, you know, and kind of expecting. Uh, you know, I hope there's some true ramifications and some 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 major uh, reasons for why, you know, Nick Fury was in space and why we had, uh, you know, you know, fake Nick Fury running around in the Marvel Universe and Spider-Man Far From Home. And I hope that there are, you know, real kind of explanations and, and, and justifications for why that was and that it's not something that's, again, made out to be some kind of hoax or some kind of funny ruse. Like, I, I want there to be kind of real uh, stakes with you know even something like that which was a pretty big decision uh to, to pull you know I, I think that that's something that is is going to be important and i think i do agree with kendall with the idea that i do want to see that that there there have been imposters that are major players in the marvel game that have been scrolls this whole time and we didn't know i think that that's the in the end of the day that's the biggest thing with secret invasion of all the things you say you know what how do you get to the, to the spirit of secret invasion because I think at the end of the day, when we hear about some of these titles where they kind of take comic book titles, and of course we've seen Marvel take its comic book title, but it's not going to be maybe exactly what the comic book was. Um, you know, sometimes it's that idea of can you at least take the spirit of what that comic book is and make it into whatever project you're trying to do, even if it's on a smaller scale. In order to take the spirit of that, there are two things. I mean, like Shamari said, you got to have scrolls that actually want to take over Earth, you know, and, and are willing to, you know, kill humans and, and eliminate humans and or you know enslave humans in order to do that that just has to be a tenant and then the second tenant is you have to have major figures who have been actively working um behind the scenes or sometimes even in front of the scenes um to 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 uh manipulate certain events to make it fit more favorable for the scrolls to then try to make their takeover you know if those two things don't happen and this kind of just becomes again much more of a just a behind the closed doors, not too many people know kind of thing, and, and there's not much of a real impact. I think that that's where you know this series would you know have a tough time for me to making those expectations. It doesn't mean it can't be a decent series, but I think that this is a this is a, a big this is a big you know this is a big attempt that they're trying to get at even doing this project. I think they don't I don't know if they realize how many people really are looking for a certain kind of thing when you announce that you're doing a secret invasion project so i'm hoping that they're able to live up to that live up to that title yeah yeah i mean this is now look with the show i expect this show to be good let let me let me preface you know or not let me just you know 
reiterate yeah, that we're I, getting, I we're getting Sam Jackson on TV. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting Sam Jackson on Disney Plus streaming. I guess you know that is that in and of itself is pretty pretty surreal. Um, you know, uh, and uh, we don't know exactly who Amelia Clark is playing, um, but you know there are some people who think she's playing Abigail Brand. You know, there's some people that. You know, at the time, they were wondering if she playing Jessica Drew. So, you know, they, we'll, we'll get a better idea. Um, she could be playing a scroll based off of what we saw, or she could be playing a regular human. You know, she was Amelia Clark, you know, in the, in the, in the test photos. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I expect this show to be good based off of the cast. I'm, I'm super excited to get uh, Kingsley Benadir um, yes. in this show as well. Uh, but... But yeah, no, this is uh, this is this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, and I do think it's also interesting to me. You know, if you have, obviously Secret Invasion is, of course, even it implies that there's an invasion of a planet, which of course being Earth. But again, Nick Fury has been in space for X amount of time. I'm wondering how much of this project will we see of him in space with what I assume would be some iteration of Sword or maybe something else. We don't, I guess, know 100. percent But like. Like, even the fact that you see him kind of just roaming the streets of wherever they're shooting, you know, I'm, again, you expect that he will have some land-based shoots and some, some shoots that are going to be set in certain cities and places like that. But uh, I'm actually, you know, a little curious how much of this project will take place, you know, you know on their on his, you know, sword ship or, or just in space in general. Yeah, that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a fair question as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't want too much of it to be in space. I want it to turn into like, like a space galactic kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, so yeah, I, no, I, I feel, and I don't yeah. think that I don't think that something like that would be on Disney Plus. That'd probably be a movie. Klingons, Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. I don't want to see <laughs> that in uh, Secret Invasion. But you know, I I, I do agree with you though. I do. I do want them to explain. Um, you know, I think we will. I think they will kind of give at least a little bit because that's the last time we really saw Nick Fury, like uh, uh, supposedly yeah. a real Nick Fury. That's the last time we saw uh, Nick Fury. So they they have to. That's where we're picking up from. Um, I anticipate we may uh, we may get more some flashbacks similar to how they did they've done in these some of these other shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think we might get that. Any anybody want to make. Any uh, bets that we'll see either Clark Gregg or Chloe Bennett in this project? Uh, a lot of people Clark are trying. Clark Gregg is possible. Hey, a lot of people are trying to make the pull that they want to see, make the push that they want to see. Agents of Shield, people in this, you know, Agents of Shield was trending on Twitter today, so definitely on the minds of people. And this would be the project um, that would make sense, probably. Yes. But you know, Agents of Shield would have been great to do their own scroll story, honestly. But yeah, you yeah, know, sure. they did the Hydra thing pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Clark Gregg's possible. I would be flabbergasted and shocked if Chloe Bennett showed up. Really, you'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I would not be shocked. I, I disagree with that. I'm so cool for Chloe Bennett to show up in Star Wars. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I didn't know that was. All right, Imperial Broadcast is on Wednesday, Sham. Come on, just, just stay focused. I'm not even thinking about Agents of Shield, but um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, 
I have in terms of percentage, I give it a zero percent chance. But hopefully, zero it does. Zero percent chance. Wow. I, I am pulling for it. <laughs> for both. I want, I want, just because they're filming now. So you think Clark Gregg is also a 0% chance, even though we've already seen him multiple times in the MCU. Recently. We've seen, he was in Captain Marvel. Uh, Cla- yes, Captain, uh, Captain Marvel. Clark Gregg, I'll give like, maybe the t- 10, 15%. All right, fair enough. But <laughs> Chloe Venice is definitely a zero. But I don't think either of them are going to show up. I mean, they're, they're filming now. Fair enough. You know, and, and this, this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. campaign that apparently is going on just started. Or just yes, started getting traction, I'll, I'll probably say. Right, yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think. Do I think that they'll that they'll ever show up again? That I bump up quite a bit, maybe like thirty, forty, fifty percent. Maybe interesting. So, so you do think that they can show up again, but you don't think oh, there's yeah, any chance yeah, it's yeah, in that's this? Easy. Yeah, they definitely do that. I'm hoping the campaign. I'm hoping whatever campaign this is, I got to donate or whatever. I, I'm hoping it gets more steam, but um, because I mean that was that show was just it was on another I, level. I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. But I'd rather see Fitz and Simmons and Agent May probably than than uh, Daisy Johnson. I think you're nuts. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, nuts. I that, that is that ah. is nuts to me. I mean, there are definitely the the Fitz Simmons. I mean, I, was saying, I, mean, I mean, Fitz and Simmons, I think is pretty. I nuts. mean, I, I like Fitz Simmons, May, but come on I now, mean, May's pretty cool. She could make him fight, so you could put her in in pretty much anything. But Fitz and Simmons. I mean, I mean, I, I guess know. I mean, just the, 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 the Kendall, the ceiling, the ceiling. The problem with your with your with your proposal is the ceiling for those characters is is just is the floor. I mean, oh, there's yeah. no, you know, it's just oh cool. We saw them in the background helping Nick Fury with a mission. Like I mean, Daisy is an inhuman. Like she can actually maybe square up with you know a Captain Marvel or somebody. Like she can be in the midst fighting real kind of villains as a real superhero. Like. Those characters, and I again, I, I'm not dissing them because I love Agents yeah. of Shield to death. But I mean, the, the the closest thing you'll get, like the biggest thing you'll get from that is, oh wow, that was cool, and then we just move on. Daisy Johnson is somebody that you can, well, you could potentially be a, a foundational piece for another Marvel project in the future. You can't say that about Fitzsimmons or or May. When are we gonna get Mac? You're talking about Fitz and Simmons. It would make Mac Luke Cage. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're definitely right about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, character- I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad you, you gave me that one at least. Yeah, you're right about the, the, the character being, you know, being definitely more, more capable of, of being featured. Uh, right. But, you know, I just like the other three characters better. So, I mean, it's not I, like I, I hate the, the the Davy Johnson character, but um, I don't think I I I think in Agents of Shield fandom, particularly Fitz and Simmons are are just as popular, if not more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't guarantee for sure. I definitely don't think May is, but yeah, I I would agree with that. That's you know. Yeah, maybe I, mean, the, I think Boba Fett thing is also <laughs> uh, big fan. Yeah, of she's already, she's already at Disney House, though she's been yeah. in it. She's on, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, of course, always shout out to Ming Na Wen, the legend, the goat. Yeah, you know, you know. Again, no diss in any of this. I mean, I would make the argument. I don't know. If, I don't know if Gemma, if Simmons is as popular as Fitz. I mean, Fitz. I think you can make the argument. I don't think Gemma is more popular than Daisy. I mean, I think they're a package deal. You know, in a lot of respects. 
I mean, <laughs> you know, it? so it's like, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's one. I mean, I mean maybe I mean, fits is more I mean, popular. I'll go EJ. I mean, I guess the shippers would say that, right? right. Exactly. But I mean, there are people that like Fitz. I like Fitz. I'm a Fitz guy, right? I'm not a Fitzsimmons guy. There are a lot Fair of people enough. that like Fitz. Fair Fitz was like Fitz had a lot of arcs. Yeah, that were really good. Yeah. Gemma's kind of made I mean, arc I think... stuck on that thing, stuck on that planet. And that wasn't that. I mean, I'm not. Gosh, I'm not. I'm not going to go on a tirade against Gemma. All the characters are great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fitz was. I like Fitz more. I'm just going to be honest. In terms of, I, 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 thought, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think Gemma also. I, I, I think Gemma also had worthwhile storylines. Um, she did. She did for sure. Absolutely. You know, and I think a lot of you know, Mary Fitz was like not even around for like most of the season. You know, so like that the whole yeah, season sure. is her. You know kind of coping with that and dealing with that you know so she she has had definitely worthwhile storylines as well i mean i i kind of tend to agree with Ken. i think they're mostly a package deal i i i think that sham you're probably more in the minority of saying that i i definitely like one more than the other or you don't really see them as much as a package deal when you think about how much you like them i think a lot of people i mean they started out as a package deal i think that's i think that's the main yeah right reason and and shout out to the creators of agents of shield for like giving them true character arcs that were like independent of them as a couple and while i think everybody liked seeing them together it was great to see them kind of go through real serious character arcs on their own you know whether it was you know uh what's the name with enoch again or whether it was simmons you know trying to live this life without fits for the time like you know, there was always stuff to uh, stuff for them to to do. You know, so uh, you know it's 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 tough. But I mean, I don't know how I don't know where where do you sit, Sham, on the would you rather see Daisy or Fitzsimmons? Like, I, I, I again, I, I think it's no uh, Daisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely rather see Daisy. There isn't a thought or question or a, even a slight you know hesitation. No, I'd much rather see Daisy um, because she can be like an Avenger. You know, she right. can be she can. She can be a superhero. There's another hero who was great in Agents of Shield, who you know can can you know they're not just a scientist in the background. No disrespect to Fitzsimmons or or uh, you know, and Ming Na Wen I think is is another one who can fight at least. Um, but Daisy was actually a superhero, so absolutely there's no there isn't any question I would rather see her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean you agree on that, and. Uh... You know, and again, I, I think that there's a, a decent chance we will actually see them because because of, of you know what we saw in Hawkeye. You know, we we got to exactly. see yeah. You know, we got to see you know Vincent D'Onofrio show up. Um, you know, uh, in, you know Spider Man No Way Home. Now that we're past the spoiler period, you know we, we got to see Matt Murdock showed up. So uh, this this phase to me definitely feels like if it's a phase where you want to see kind of. Some pseudo fan servicey kind of stuff happen with other shows that haven't gotten a chance to be featured in MCU stuff. Like this is the time. Like if it ain't gonna happen, if it don't happen now, I would argue I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. You know, you may be quicker to see these kind of people appear, maybe before you even see some of these Fox characters we talk about appear. You know, whether it be an X Men character or whether it be a uh, uh, you know a Fantastic Four character. Like these might be the first people you see show up that we didn't get to kind of see them play around with. So, uh, but nonetheless, you know, the, the, the secret invasion project is comes with a lot of mystery. And I'm, 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 I'm fascinated to see what they end up doing with that, with that, uh, at the end of the day. 
But that's going to do it for this edition of the New Generation <laughs> Hero Talk Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Of course, if you enjoyed this show, you can catch all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. You can follow us on social media as well. You can find us on Twitter, uh, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can find us also individually on social media. Uh, Shamar can be found on uh, Instagram at Snapchat, MCSham22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>